All right, everybody. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Welcome to another episode of The Blind View on Becca's World. And here is your host, Miss Rebecca Meadows. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Becca's World, The Blind View. Um, TP is joining me. How are you, TP? I'm good. And yourself? Thank you, guys. Happy Veterans Day. I'm going to put my cap great, on. Great, TP. Ladies and gentlemen, today is Veterans Day, and and I I love our veterans, and everybody in my family loves our veterans. My friends love our veterans. My friend TP is a veteran. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say a personal thank you to you, TP, for serving our country and protecting us, and for all the other veterans out there, the same thank you and, and gratitude goes to you as well. Um, You're welcome, and thank you for uh, recognizing Becca. We, you know, I'm sure we all appreciate it. And ladies and gentlemen, speaking of Veterans Day and our veterans, our vets have been suffering a lot the last few years. So if you know a veteran personally, help him. Ask him if he needs help. If he's a friend or a neighbor or a family member, ask him or her if they need some help. And if they need help, help them, right? And if you just see a homeless vet on the street, stop and help them. These Men and women need our help. They were there for us when we needed them. They were there to answer the call. And now we need to be there to answer their call. There are too many homeless vets out there living under bridges and living in styes in this country right now. It, it yeah. really makes me angry. I love our veterans. And, and I, I hope my viewers do as well. I'm sure they do. I can about guarantee that one. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah our, our veterans are like our backbone here in America. They, and, I mean, they're part of the spine of America. You know, part of what makes us so strong, a big part. And that's why days like today, it feels good for me to when I go out into the world, and people see that my U.S. Army veteran hat, and 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 you know, of course, they can't help but notice the cane. But mm -hmm. you know, they'll they'll say thank you for your service and. Um, they recognize that today's Veterans Day. Like, for instance, my wife and I was out at um, at Costco earlier. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, at Costco, you have to have a membership. And they, they pretty much stay on top of everything. If it's getting close where they want you to upgrade or update your membership, they'll let you know. Uh-huh. Well, the guy there, you know, he knew Candace already. Um, long before uh -huh. I did, and and he was like, "Yeah, Candace," and you know, he said, "Congratulations, guys," and you know, the whole nine yards. Uh -huh. And he he told her what it would cost to upgrade to a better package and to get this better deal, and what would come back. And and she he said, "You know what? You guys are you guys are still newlyweds." She he goes, "I'll upgrade you guys, and it, it'll come out of my pocket. It's a wedding gift for me." Did he upgrade you because you're a vet? Yeah. Wow, that's great. He was like, you know, congratulations. He said, you know, he said it's a wedding gift for me. Because what how it came to be was I wanted a discount on the products that we were purchasing, and uh -huh. I said uh, she's married to a veteran now. He goes, oh, well, you know what? I'll 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 upgrade you for free if that's the case. Well, yeah, well that's great. I love that about home. You were at Home Depot, right? No, at Costco, actually. Oh, at Costco. 
Home Depot also supports our vets. I shop a lot at Home Depot and yeah, they, I, they also support our vets the same way. They give vet, vet discount and stuff. Yeah, they give great discounts there. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm about that Home Depot life too. I used to purchase yeah. my water from Home Depot, Depot when I was down in Tucson. Uh-huh. Oh, do they have do they have a water distributor there? Mm-hmm. Like you can oh, get the, the the five gallon jugs or uh, uh-huh. you know cases of the sixteen ounce bottles. You can get uh-huh. it however you want it gallons. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I've been going to home. Excuse me, my uh, earpods falling out. So let me fix this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I've been going to Home Depot a lot the last couple of weeks, especially the last week, um, because my sister and I and our friend Gino are getting a house ready for our parents to move into. And that's really great. We're so excited to have our parents come down here. Our parents are elderly and they're both in very bad health. Like they both have a lot of aches and pains and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like Amber and I do. And I know when I moved down here, the weather just really helped. Like the weather right away helped me feel so much better, right? Because right. it's so much warmer, and I was able to exercise and get my health back. And Amber's done the same, and now our parents are moving here, and they'll be able to do the same. And I'm really excited. I've been praying for our parents for a long time, and and so I just feel like God's answering my prayers by bringing them down here, where we can help them, and where they can, you know, find a better way of life, a better quality of life in their old, you know, in their later years. So. Right, right, absolutely. I felt better uh, when I got here too because uh, the weather was warmer. Being from the Midwest mm-hmm. uh, and so close to Lake Michigan, the lake effect was having my arthritis really bad, and mm-hmm. uh, my allergies were second to none in the Midwest. But out here, I still have a little bit of the allergies, but nowhere near like I had in the Midwest. And uh, my aches and pains and joints and stuff is nothing like it was. As a matter of fact, since the accident, you know, I recently went home from when my sister passed. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I went home and I found, I found out what it feels like now after the accident to be at home in the winter months on Lake Michigan. And uh-huh. I did not like it at all. At all. My knees, my legs, oh, my chest. Yeah. I was in a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of pain. Well, you know, TP, I'm from Montana in Minnesota, and I was up in four car accidents up there before I finally moved down here. In fact, I was in my fourth car accident in June of 2016, and I moved down here just three months later. So it was like literally just before I moved down here, I was in my fourth car accident. And when I go back up to Montana and Minnesota to visit friends and family in the winter, especially, I feel the cold so much more than I used to because I've been down here so long. Right. I thought I was not going to make it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. When I go home, when I go back up to Montana to see friends or family in the winter or Minnesota, like, I have to tell you, I ask myself in the back of my mind, how did I live up here for years without killing myself? Because just being up there for a few days, I hurt so bad, and I just can't wait to get back down here to Arizona, where I can get up and exercise every morning, and I can be busy and active all day without hurting, and I can even have an evening life, right, because I can be awake late into the evening, because I'm not exhausted from being in pain all day by 5 and 6 o'clock, right? And I just love the fact that we're able to live more life down here in Arizona. Um, Me too, definitely. I've, 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 I've introduced or i've 
told a lot of my disabled friends, especially about life down here in Arizona. And I've even flown a few of my blind friends down here to show them how great life is down here in Arizona. A couple of my girlfriends from Montana have come down here when I first came, moved down here, right? right. And they loved it. And they both wanted to go up. They both went up to Montana, planning on trying to talk their husbands into moving down here. And um, so, yeah, if you are able to move to a, to move to a different area, if you are living in a cold climate and if you have chronic pain from being in car accidents or having different injuries or abuse to your body, you know, or arthritis um, or arthritis. Yeah. Arizona, the Sun Valley here in Arizona is a really great place to come and live out your, your golden years. I'm only 45 years old, but I have to tell you, before I moved here, I felt like I was in my sixties because my whole body hurt all the time. And, and I had no quality of life in Montana. I mean, I wrote my first book when I was up there, but I wasn't able to go out and exercise and, and do anything. Like I just hurt all the time. And when I came down here, it just amazed me at how much better I felt right away. And so, and I had always planned on exercising and getting my health back someday if I ever got the opportunity. And so that's what I've done since I've moved here is right away when I saw how great the climate was, I just started exercising and getting my health back. And, and I'm so excited that my parents are moving here now so I can show them a better way of life so they can also get their quality of life back. That's the, and that's, that's the blessing of it all. You get to experience something wonderful by God's grace and then yeah. share that blessing with loved ones to help them feel better for themselves. Now that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so we're really excited about that and that's coming up really soon. And, and my fourth book, still busy steering. We're trying to get that public, the publication of that finished. Um, it's with the formatter right now. So as soon as they're done formatting it, then we just need to uh, publish it up on my, my author's book author website up on Amazon and and then I'll get busy getting the audible version done guys so you guys can listen to still busy steering the sequel to metamorphosis hey let's take a quick commercial break okay TP okay no problem hey ladies hey everybody I wanted to share with you the great news that you can now get all three of my books on digital download audible or Amazon print on demand or on audible you can get my first book because you're blind, which is the story of how I woke up in 1989 at the age of 12 years old, totally blind, severely brain injured, severely brain injured and paralyzed on the left side of my body and overcame that and a lot of other stuff. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is the story of how I overcame a lot of trauma that I was feeling the day I walked out of court on January 25th, 2012, after escaping from that illegal guardianship I was locked under for 15 years in the state of Montana. And then you can also get my latest book, Metamorphosis, which is my first fiction book. In this book, there are six short stories, each of them about a different blind character that overcomes a lot of obstacles in her life. And it kind of ties into my own experiences, but I teach a lot in this book about how I overcame everything that I've overcome. And so I really encourage my readers to check it out. And I've gone out of my way to make all three of my books 
accessible to everybody. So please check them out. And if you could do me the favor of going up to Amazon and writing a review, I would really appreciate it. Um, and you can email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you want to get more information. And now back to the show. We're back. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for staying with us during the commercial break. TP, um, I remembered something else that I had on my notes that I wanted to talk about. And that's, I heard something on the news yesterday that some deep, are you, TP, can you hear me? Oh yeah, I'm listening, go ahead. Yeah. So I heard on the news that some deep sea divers in the Atlantic Ocean found a piece of the Challenger. And oh, TP, the, 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 the spaceship challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I seem to remember another, there was another story about the Challenger recently, too. It just kind of fascinates me that all this stuff is coming up about the Challenger. But I wanted to talk about the Challenger. Like, it hap it exploded in January of 1986. And that was, I was in third grade that year. And my, I kind of want to talk to my viewers about my third grade year and what that was like. That was an odd year for me and for like the community I was growing up in up there in Montana. When I was in third grade, my teacher was in the fall, anyway, was Barb Makala. Her husband had been our, was our high school's uh, science professor for many years, you know. And Mr. and Mrs. Makala had been at our school for a long time, like years before I ever went to school there, right? And they had two boys that were like five or six years ahead of me in school, like Jay, Jay Makala. And I don't remember the other boy's name, but they were in high school before I ever went blind. I remember seeing them, right? So they were quite a bit older than me. But when I was in third grade, during Christmas break, Mr. Makala, he had been our, he was our, like I said, our high school uh, science professor, and and he was actually an archaeologist. And what Mr. Makala did, um, yeah, at some point, I, I think it was probably before I ever went to school, or he found a complete dinosaur skeleton in the coulee out north of Hingham. And so when we were all little in elementary school, every year, Mr. Mrs. Makala, she was the third grade teacher, but Mrs. Lip and Mrs. Richter and all the other elementary teachers they would all load all of us up into these school buses and we'd drive out to the coulee and Mr. Makala, an actual archaeologist, would teach us elementary students about dinosaur bones. And we'd be out there digging dinosaur bones. And it was so cool. Like we were actually holding in our hands and, and digging up and holding in our hands actual fossilized remains of dinosaurs, right? And right. we had this, like Bob Makala, this archaeologist, teaching us. And, and it was so amazing. And anyway, Mr. Macklin was a very well-known archaeologist because, like I said, he found an entire dinosaur skeleton. And it's on display at the Museum of the Rockies. I believe the Museum of Rockies is in Bozeman, Montana, or maybe it's Butte, Montana, right? Mm -hmm. but, so anyway, the year I was in third grade, over during Christmas break, when we came back from Christmas break, we had a new teacher. Because, and I never saw Mrs. Macklin again because her husband was killed during Christmas break. He oh, rolled wow. his Jeep. Yeah, Mr. Macklin was apparently drinking and he rolled his Jeep and he died. 
And so, and that was the year we were in third grade, but we lost Mr. Mackle that year and he was like an icon in our community, right? And because of what he did and other people in the community, like even now, all these decades later, like those dinosaurs and what they were doing back then has, has brought in a lot of tourism to the community up there. And like the Redding Farm, where the entire dinosaur skeleton was discovered, like mm -hmm. they have, like my understanding is that the Redding family was a family in our community when we were growing up. I mean, we, we all knew the Reddings. They were farmers and their kids were several kids in, in our school, right? Mm -hmm. and, and my understanding is that even after Mr. Mackle died, that the farmers up there, especially the Reddings, they were able to use his discovery of the dinosaur to create like a dinosaur museum up there. And they have actually tourists coming in and stuff every year. And I guess they're making even bigger and bigger stuff with it all the time. And you know, my younger son, Davey, he loves dinosaurs. So someday I might take him back up there to check out what they're doing with dinosaurs. Right I know it was really fun when we were kids, when we were like elementary kids before I ever went blind. Like I said, we'd go and dig dinosaur bones every year. There's a every year they'd have at least one big field trip where they'd take two or three school buses full of elementary kids out to the coulee to dig dinosaur bones. We'd do it in the fall or in the spring or sometimes both, right? Before the snow was on the ground. Right, right. Um, but but that's just an amazing one amazing part of our childhood in Montana, our life in Montana is like, like everyone, well, even in Missoula, there were icons like that people who, who were leaders in their profession or in their trade or, or whatever. Right. And, and they were teaching or, or, or giving of themselves at different areas in Montana, right? Different schools. Like I said, up on the High Line, that dinky little class C school we were growing up and we had Mr. Mackle up there. But then years later, as an adult in Missoula, I was shocked at, at I found like three or four different icons over the years who taught me things, you know? And, 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 and I'm sure there's still icons in Missoula, just people that wind up in Missoula who, who are masters in their trade or or who who are like think differently in their trade so they're doing different things right right and and like montana has always been like the flyover zone and it most people don't think of it as a tourist destination or or a desirable place to move to because the climate's really rough up there but if you can manage it, it you can really like you benefit a lot of, from being up there um you know, you, so you wife, was in the third grade in 1986 of January. Yeah, yeah. All right. You know where I was? Where? I was stationed at Fort Bend in Georgia, learning to be an infantryman soldier. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's where I was. I was at Fort Bend in Georgia, Delta Company, Eighth Battalion, uh -huh. Second Brigade. Uh-huh. When the Challenger blew up? Yeah. So do you do you remember what it was like watching it on the TV or when you did you watch it on the TV when it happened or No, I, I didn't. I was in training. I I heard about everything though. Yeah. We well, watched yeah, it on was, the TV. I was um uh, I was out in the fields at the time and when we came back mm -hmm. to our unit, we heard all about it. Yeah. Yeah, but I was at Fort Bend in Georgia, right outside mm -hmm. of Columbus, Georgia in Phoenix City, Alabama. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, when the Challenger 
blew up is one of those yeah. times you always remember where you were when you found out. Yeah, January uh, 1986. I was yeah. already in the military. Yeah. I was such a young kid. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matter of fact, yeah. January 1986, I turned 19. 19. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, TP, you were probably a handsome guy. Well, you are a handsome guy, but boy, when you were 19, boy, I bet you really had it going on. Well, I'd like to think so myself. In your arm, in your army dress and and clean cut. Oh, I bet you were really handsome. And I walked outside to a 1977 Chevrolet Camaro. Ooh. You wow. couldn't have told me nothing back in those days. I'm a 19 year old kid with a muscle car. <laughs> and yeah. I'm yeah. Who knew that all these years later they would actually. Um, come through for me and take care of me and make sure I'm okay. Yeah, God bless our VA for taking care of the vets. Oh, I really, yeah. I, oh, Did I, I tell know you I got my to... call last week? You got what call? I got the call from the national headquarters uh, the Veterans Affairs in, um, in, in, in Atlanta. And what did they say? I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to get all my benefits and oh, uh, I'm going to get back pay everything. Oh, good TP. Yeah. Yeah. That's they're going to take care of me from here on out. So I finally get in my VA benefits. I mean, I, you know, I already had the medical benefits, but I need, you know, a better, you know, I want to be a better, yeah. uh, I want to be a better provider for my children. And I, you know, that right. requires, yeah. A better income, and this is what that does for me. So, TP, I always assume that just because a person signs up for the military and then goes through the training and goes to serve, that they automatically get all the VA benefits that there are. Can you explain to our viewers, like, what, 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 the, how this works? Well, in normal cases, um, you, you're definitely good for medical, um, as long as you've been in and you serve two, two or more years. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you did not serve that long, which I did not, uh, but Mm -hmm. I, uh, I was injured and, 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 and developed PTSD uh, during the time that I was there. And this is why they had taken care of me. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, it don't matter if you're in the military 30 years or 30 days, if you get injured there, they're going to take great care of you. And they do take great care of you? Oh, yes. Oh, this phone that I'm using, my iPhone, my iPad, these devices that I use all come from Veterans Affairs, the VA hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So, TP, when you went to the VA, the Blind Rehab Center for, or the Rehab Center for Blind Vets in Tucson, that's when the VA provided you with your a free iPhone and all this cool equipment, and they gave you training on it, didn't they? Yeah, they trained me first, and then once I passed the course of study, then they let me have my own device. So they trained me on these practice devices uh, in uh-huh. class. But okay. afterwards, they gave me my own brand new devices in the box. Okay, great. And so will they help you go to school or start a business or something if you want to do something like that? Oh, yes. Now I'm eligible. Now that, I, that I've been accepted uh, for all of my benefits, I'm eligible for all of that. And I've also, uh, you know, I still, I'm still going to go to Savvy as well. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Savvy is a wonderful, wonderful place. Yeah. So it it is what it is. 
Um, I'm I'm just I'm grateful that the decision that I made as a child. Hey, you know what? These streets aren't anything. I I want to get away from here, so uh-huh. I decided to join, and and I joined, and when I you know got uh, in there, and you know the turn of change, turn of events happened, and things went the way they went, and the things that I saw and survived. Um, I actually I couldn't wait to get back home and when I got home I just lived a life trying to forget everything that I had experienced but when I got older and I needed help dealing with everything that I had experienced as a younger man here they are again to save the day make sure I'm okay so TP you know talking about this reminds me about our VAs that are not only our homeless vets that are living under bridges and such out there but our vets who are giving up and committing suicide. Do you have any messages to, for any vets out there who are feeling really hopeless? Well, I can honestly say there is always hope. Um, if you don't feel like you did the best you could today, there's always tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's gone and nothing you can do about it. Um, live to live and learn to love living is all I can say. Cause when I lost my vision, I went through a depression state and uh, plus P- having PTSD for many years and not even knowing that I had PTSD and then to add that on top of it. And then, uh, okay, now I know I got PTSD. I know I'm blind and then get run over by a truck. Oh, it was some nice that I just didn't want to live anymore. But uh, thank God you met Candace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank God I met all my good friends. You you as well. Um, oh yeah. But you needed but you needed a woman who would marry you and be in bed beside you and be able to walk by you in life and protect you from pickups that are trying to run you down and all the other stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. She's she's definitely um excellent. She's like better than some of the people that have been trained to deal with vision impaired or blind people. Uh you know, the guides and stuff like that. Speaking of that, TB, did you and Candace do film another episode of the Blind Taste of Phoenix last week? I did, and I don't have the footage right now because this is a different iPhone 8 Plus. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to get the other one unfroze. It won't do nothing. So how can TP, or how can Gino and I get it from you? Oh, I, it's simple. It's, it's, if it ain't in the cloud, it's simple. I mean, I just take Candace back out to eat, and we'll just tape another episode. Oh, okay. And then you'll send it to us. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but we were talking about that before we went on air, Gino and I. And uh-huh. um, he's yeah, got I know some you guys were, but I didn't really hear it. So, yeah. so what were you saying? Uh, I I know he's. I know one is up uh, up already. Uh, uh, two and three, he should have. If not, we'll work it out. And, okay, so, uh, so one mm-hmm. episode is already posted, and Gino has two that he needs to edit. Is that correct? You have in your one, yeah, you he's got to, two gonna that make are a, that another he one has in his possession yeah. that should be edited. Yeah, okay. And you guys are going to be recording another one, sending to us too, right? Yeah, one more. Okay, great. Tell Candace, I really appreciate her participation in these videos. You guys are. Creating. I think they're really great. And I think 
hopefully the more they get out there, the more our viewers will like them. So ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you're subscribed to us here on, oh, here on Rumble. I should mention that guys, we're on Rumble now and BitChute and we're still on Facebook, right? So, so if you're watching us on Rumble, BitChute or Facebook, please make sure that you guys check out the Blind Taste of Phoenix. Make sure that you're subscribed and that you're watching all our videos because TP and Candace are filming episodes of this new thing TP and I, TP and Candace and I are doing called A Blind Taste of Phoenix. And so far we have one episode already that's been put out that I think two episodes that we're working on editing and Gina or and TP and Candace are about to record the fourth episode. So this is happening, you guys. It's a new show here on, on Becca's World. So make sure you're subscribed and make sure you're checking out all our all our different shows, okay? Um that's right and 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 like and share too yeah and make sure you go check out metamorphosis you know right now we're in the process of publishing the set the sequel to metamorphosis um it's with the formatter right now and i don't understand what the hang-up is but we're working on it and once that's done i think the next step is just to get it put it up on amazon and then audible after that right so anyway um so let me see if i can remember what else was on my list unless you have something else you want to talk about tp well um um back to the the any veteran that's down and out um mm -hmm. and maybe going through a good a hard time just know that um better days starting today are are here you don't have to and they have a, a veterans hotline for veterans that are thinking of suicide if you don't know the number every veteran know how to get in touch with the va hospital and they'll link you right to it um you know if you know a veteran that that lives alone and and, and uh, on a day like today stop and check on that veteran at, no matter what age they are um you know just training to defend this country can be uh, well, and, hard on the average person. And if you know a veteran, if you have, if you know that one of your neighbors is a veteran, or if you have a veteran in your family, why not offer to help them out? Like, offer to give them a ride to a doctor's appointment or something if they if they are challenged in the Department of Transportation, right? Because a lot of elderly or disabled people are, and a lot of vets are elderly or disabled, right? Right. Um, or or offer try to like maybe show up and be companionship to them if they live alone maybe try to drop in on them on a regular basis to for coffee right or or to have a bite to eat or just to see how they're doing or or you know bring their mail to them or whatever right um right. like that's that's how we're like humans to each other and that's how we can help our vets and how we can help all of us right because especially after what the whole world's been through the last few years, that little extra human contact goes a long ways, you know? And right. so basically right. what I'm saying is if you know a vet, why not just watch them, not stare at them. Don't make them feel uncomfortable, but you know, just check it out and be like, huh, what can I do to make their life easier? If, if you guys live in a snowy climate, maybe shovel their sidewalk for them. Right. Um, do it without asking, asking or being asked, right? That would be a great thing to do for a vet. Um, or like, 
where I used to live in Montana, there, like there was a lot of snow, right? And I know as a disabled person and vets that I knew might've appreciated it, um, not only having their sidewalks shoveled, but like, because a lot of times the mailbox is a long ways from the front door and it's winter. I just know, knew a lot of elderly people in Montana who would have friends or family members who would stop by, who would pick up their mail from the, for them on the way or, or pick up their newspaper for them or, or st call them before they came over and say, hey, can I pick you up some groceries before I come over? You know, those sorts of things. They, they're little, little, like just little tasks, little um, things you can do to give of your time to help a vet or help anybody really but we can start with our vets. Our vets are a good place to start if you haven't started already, you know, if you're not already in the habit of looking to help people and looking right. for ways to help. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, just be on the lookout for, you know, check on, if you know a better, just check on them. Yeah. You know, that's the word yeah. about that because there's been days where I was just, you know, I, 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 you know, you just, I, I'm not going to say I woke up on the wrong side of the bed or anything like that. It's just that I caught myself stuck in a, 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 a spot mentally where I was not progressing or doing nothing. I just was stuck for a second and, you know, uh, and Candace noticed it. Like, what are you thinking about? And, and, and it's, it's not that I was thinking about anything. I was just stuck there for a second and you know to notice that and, and not be judged is just pretty uh, cool you know yeah did that happen so, today tb uh no this this oh. was a few days ago i i had oh. you know uh I, I got an appointment on the 22nd to with my doctor i think my meds need to be uh my doses need to be up a little bit though oh yeah what? So what medicine are you taking? Um, for uh, my mood to stay cool, I'm on fluoxetine. Oh, is it like a, just a mood enhancer? Yeah. Is it prescription or is it natural? No, it's prescription. Oh. Yeah, I'm yeah, on so 40 TP, milligrams a morning right now. TP, a word to the wise. Mm. So they had me on a lot of different chemicals after my brain injury in 1989, antidepressants and anxiety medicines and stuff like that. When mm. I was a teenager, when they locked me under that guardianship when I was 20 years old, I mm. weaned myself off of all that shit. And I haven't taken any of it since. And um, so be very careful about any of those chemicals that you're taking because they're very dangerous. Like, like I mean, that's all. I mean, I take that one for my mood and then you know, I have high blood pressure, so I take a blood pressure pill, lisinopril, and okay. other. Those are the only two like prescriptions that I have. And then I have, um, I take a vitamin daily, uh, a supplemental vitamin every uh -huh. day. And if I need it, if my allergies act a fool, I have an antihistamine, but they haven't been acting up lately. So I'm pretty okay. good as far as not having to take a bunch of meds. Um, I'm really cool with the fluoxetine because, you know, I don't want to be antsy and wound up. I like being more laid back and chill, you know, oh, uh, yeah. able to focus on one thing at a time and, and complete 
task instead of trying to complete 15 tasks at one time. You know. PP, did we do the commercial break yet? We did. Okay, I thought we did. Oh, 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 you know what else I want to talk about? So, so we should talk about where our comrades are. Our, oh, yeah, uh, where is uh, Tamar and Sailor? So Tamar and Sailor, bless their souls, are at the Texas State NFB convention. And I was tickled that they're both there, but they both said on the feed that that's where they're at. So that's why they can't be here today. But right. I love the NFB, but it just gives us another opportunity to talk about the NFB and some of the great work they do. So, and you know what this means? What? They're both going to have amazing uh, stories about the trip and the experience when they get Oh, there. yeah. Yeah. So next week, hopefully, Sailor and Tamara can join us. Um, and I also want to talk to Sailor and thank him for hosting the show for me while I was in montana that was like last week or the week before i think it was the week before ladies and yeah. gentlemen i've been very busy the last few weeks and so i i apologize to you guys we haven't been doing the show every week like we normally do we usually try to shoot it on thursdays or now we're Please, doing friday let's go right? back to thursday oh i know tb listen every night this week i've been at this other house we're getting ready for our parents till late at night we've been painting and 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 hammering and and measuring and stuff right we're getting the house ready so it's like i i've just been so tired and i've been so busy so we've been i'm really sorry tp like okay. uh, we that's why we weren't able to do it yesterday and we didn't do it last thursday either but i don't think we didn't show it all last week but no we didn't yeah but that's why we're kind of doing a show today because we really wanted to get something out there um because you know to be a successful, um, whatever we're called. I don't want to call myself a YouTuber anymore because I'm not on YouTube anymore, ladies and gentlemen. This is a Rumble channel, a BitChute channel, and a Facebook platform. So right. um, we're vlogging. Yeah, we're blogging, I guess. Um, but yeah. um, But anyway. So, <laughs> but I'm so excited to get this next book out there, you guys. Um, in this next book, the first story is called Still Busy Steering, and it's my third memoir. And the second story is called, what's the second story called? Um, I think it's Beth Gets a Clue. No, it's Penny Finds Her Bridge. And so the next story is about Penny Plummer's time in uh, a traumatic brain injury rehabilitation program. And I give details, great details in that book about what the, what the clients experience, you know, mentally and physically as they're going through a program like that. And, and, and I talk about the different things that I remember experiencing while I was in the Community Bridges program and I talk about how each of these things helped me change my thinking. Like, like because in the story, like Penny Plummer changes her thinking, right? And, and instead of me, like in my memoirs, I tried to share, share my experiences talking from my point of view, right? But I just feel like when I, when I share my experiences again in, through Penny Plummer's story, right? It comes mm -hmm. out in a different way because I'm telling it through Penny's eyes. And 
and I was able to share a lot more and teach a lot more and, and, and point out a lot more important things than I was ever able to do in my memoirs when I was speaking from that perspective, right? Right. And, and, and another thing I was able to do is like I was able to exaggerate some things because right. it's fiction. And, right. and, and not only exaggerate things, but but us make huge assumptions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and and I was able to be very grandiose at times with what the characters are able to do in their own lives. But these are things I literally accomplished in my own life. But it seems really grandiose when I talk about it from the perspective of these characters in in Metamorphosis and now in Still Busy Steering, where I tell the second part of these women's stories, right? Right. And um. But I'm just so thrilled to get this this next book out there because, like, you know, not very many people read Metamorphosis, but a few of them did, and a few of them were able to tell me how it impacted them. And and I'm just really excited to get the next this next book out there because I'm telling the second part of the stories of the women that impacted these people so much and it that helped them see a way in their own lives, you know, and helped them realize that that they too that they too have have the abilities inside of them that I have and that TP has and that that Joe Biden has or President Trump had or or anybody right like it doesn't matter like I, I realized that that I I'm just as a, just as, as much of a whole person as the next Tom Dick or Harry walking down the street right it doesn't matter if I can't see very well and and so i think that really comes across in these stories right at least that's the point i was trying to get across in these stories is that each of these girls because they're female characters in these stories because i tell it from like my point of view right but each of these girls even though they each one have their own struggles and they have each of them has their own little odd things about them that may not be very classy but these are their own little ticks, right? And mm. so I, I'm trying to, I guess, in, I'm so excited about, about releasing this next book, Still Busy Steering, because I just feel like I was able to do so much on a much higher scale what I did in Metamorphosis. And I know that not very many people have read Metamorphosis yet, but I'm only getting started, right? Like I've only been, this is my fourth book I'm publishing right now. And I know the more time passes, the more people are going to read my books. And, and I know people are probably getting tired of me while my blind friends have been listening to me talk about what I've been working on for like four years now. Right. And I'm sure they're thinking, oh yeah, Becca's publishing another book, but what happened to this project that she was doing or that project, but everything is coming to like a fulfillment. Right. And everything's finally coming together. And, and um, I just really feel like it's also coming together in my writing. Like, I feel like like I can see a path, like a, a, like a roadmap in my mind for where I'm supposed to go with my writing career, right? And, and I, I guess what I'm trying to share with my viewers is I've never, I've never felt so confident before about what I'm doing in life. I'm a blind, brain-injured woman right and if you know my history you know what i've been through and so for a woman like me to have confidence in what i'm doing and 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 to have the drive to get out of bed early every day and get on her treadmill and then get up and 
or get off a treadmill and take a shower and then get busy writing and researching and all the other projects that I've been working on the last three years since I opened my company, right? Like, I, I just hope everybody out there is finding their purpose in life, you know? Um, I know when I was in high school, I prayed and I asked God to help me find my purpose in life. And I also asked God to help me find wisdom. And I think I kind of screwed up when I asked him for wisdom uh -huh. um, because that's why I've had to go through so many hard things in my life. But I'm really glad that God is finally showing me my life's purpose, the purpose for why he's brought me through all of this stuff. Because like I wanted to be a teacher when I was a little girl and then I went blind and I thought, how am I going to be a teacher? And now all these years later, I can see that there's value in my, my writing because it's actually teaching people. And, and I don't care, maybe not many people are reading it now. Maybe I won't even be discovered till after I'm dead. But the point is that people are reading my stories and they are being edified and educated. And, and, and when they read my stories, there are, there's connections that are being made in their psyches, you know, there's, pathways be made in their brains and new ideas are entering their brains ideas that i had that people told me were nuts but i clung to and i made them a reality in my own life and i just hope that my readers will read my books and that they will realize that they can also make these same things a reality in their own lives they can overcome all of the things that have been spoken over them and they can overcome all of the obstacles in their life, whether they're physical obstacles or, or mental obstacles or emotional and spiritual obstacles. Like, like we're all, it doesn't matter where you're at in life, right? As long as you're alive, you can always make yourself better today and tomorrow right. and the next day. Like, like for so many years, I felt like people were holding it against me that I had suddenly been blinded and brain injured and nobody was cutting me any slack. And I couldn't catch up and become normal. And I had to just walk away from everybody and find my normal. And now I found my normal. And, right. and I really hope, like I, I just met so many other people in my travels over these decades who are also feeling insecure or, or not, like they're not feeling very secure in what they're doing in life and stuff, right? I just right. hope that other people are having these kinds of awakenings in their lives, right? That I've been having, because I know it's really shocking me. I, I feel like I've been living my life in reverse at, because of the stuff that I've been experiencing the last few years. I've been experiencing stuff the last few years I should have experienced when I was in my early 20s. And right. I'm like, I'm 45. And so like the last five years or so, I, I should have been, the life I've been living is the life